great to see you in church this morning for take two for our double service and uh, this is a service that we get right. The first service is a practice run and then we figure out what we didn't do right. Hey, is that what happens? You guys can take your seats. Thanks. Let's give them a hand this morning. <coughs> so just a few few things before I start. Last weekend we uh, restarted our services to Alliston, so that was fantastic to be able to get up there again and uh, resume services to the township of Alliston. Uh, 18 people from Alliston were there, so I think that's an awesome uh, start back to, um, to to getting back into things there. So um, I'm excited about that. Also, um, this week we have Food Bank coming back to uh, to Port Lincoln. They're using our building to, to distribute that. So we've got a, vi- a video, I believe. Let's turn to the screens and turn the lights back down again. They just came up. Now they're going to go back down. And this is it. Food Hub has rolled into Port Lincoln today to help reduce hunger in regional South Australia. The custom-built truck has been fitted out with warm clothes and everyday grocery items. For pensioner Shirley Gibson, the daily grocery shop can be an arduous task. On a tight budget, it can be hard to get everything she needs. But a new grocery store on wheels is set to make the shop a little bit easier. Very, very um, impressed and I didn't know what to expect. Um, I was only told about it yesterday. A mobile food hub setting up in Port Lincoln Streets today as part of a new project to fight hunger in regional South Australia by providing free food. We're well aware that the regional areas of South Australia are 33% more food insecure than they are in metropolitan Adelaide. The custom-built truck fitted out with shelving, fridges and freezers, stocked to the brim with all the necessities, from canned goods to tomato sauce, cat food and, of course, a bit of chocolate for the sweet tooths. Mints, sausages, uh, some soft drinks that the girls will love, of course. I don't drink it, but they will. As well as feeding herself, Shirley is also a part-time foster carer for three girls aged 8 to 10, the new grocery store helping ease the financial pressure just helped me along the way. So we say that you get about five times your dollar value here than you would if you went uh, to a um, recommended supermarket. The truck is in partnership with relief agency Food Bank and the RAA, visiting Kadena, Wakery, Loxton, Renmark, Berry, and as of next week, Clare. But shoppers need to be referred by a support agency to access it. But they're able to give them a voucher that they can come along and do their shopping here. All the fruit and veg is free, all the bread's free, and then all the groceries are just sold at a handling fee. This is all new and very impressive. The Mobile Food Hub will visit Port Lincoln once a fortnight on Thursdays. Nathan Regter, 7 Spencer Golf News. There you go. So, Shirley... Everyone's going to want your autograph after the service. So that'll be here again this Thursday. So I'm looking forward to that. So if you know anyone who you think could benefit from it, they, do, they need to have the coupons that we have. One Heart Care uh, will be distributing coupons. So there are two types of coupons, so you understand. Some that you, you could think, well, I, I, want to, I want to benefit of that. So you can pay your, for your own um, groceries. So what we do is we give you a coupon, you turn up, uh, you hand that in, and you pay with a credit card. That's the only way they can do it, with a credit card, and you pay for the groceries that you've received, but you must have a coupon. All the fruit and veg and bread are free if you have a coupon. There's the other way, and that is uh, agency pays. One Heart Care is the agency, and we will, uh, we will provide uh, coupons to people who uh, are in need, otherwise can't afford groceries for, for that time, and we'll supply that to them. So 
Uh, if you need more information, you can talk to me about how it all works. But uh, if you know someone who you want to bless uh, and you think they could really help, uh, could do with the help, then uh, we can organise for them to have a uh, agency pays coupon. Or if you think, hey, I know some people who uh, could do better with their shopping by using this and you want to get give them a user pays coupon, then of course we can help them with that as well. So that's that one. Um, what else did I have on my uh, things? Someone's trying to call me, tell them I'm busy. Um, uh, one priority, just want to uh, basically just, just remind you, August is our one priority uh, season where we receive special gifts and offerings to the Lord that goes directly to our facilities and buildings. So uh, on, the, on the plans we have at the moment is to do a whole new um, facilities uh, out to the side here, toilet facilities and uh, disabled toilet and all that kind of stuff. And once we have all that completed, we want to make our foyer area bigger so the existing uh, toilets will be removed and that will all turn into a, a nice new cafe hub. That's a cool word, cafe hub area out there. Another really, really exciting thing is we want to purchase the building in Alliston. So uh, we want to be able to do these things without going to the bank, without uh, having to seek finance, but having the finance in the house of God. So I want you to partner with us um, because as we as we see, I think Alliston will be our first step of um, extending our borders into other places and reaching the West Coast in a much more effective way and bringing a church that is uh, uh, the kind of church that people actually want to come to a kind of church that people want to belong to. So uh, that's what, what we want to do. Once we do that, then we'll, we'll see where God opens the door next. But uh, we, we want uh, to give you the opportunity to partner with us, to partner with God's plan and purpose. It's bringing the good news to people who otherwise don't have a church. So we want to do that in Port Lincoln. We want to do that in Alliston. We want to do that wherever God opens a door for us. So partnering with us in that, the finance goes to uh, facilities and buildings and making things more accessible for people. So uh, get on board with that if, if you uh, want to. No one checks on you. No one will be saying, hey, did you do this or not? But uh, we just want to encourage you, if your heart is willing, if you want to partner with us, then by all means, jump on board. It's a, a great thing to be part of. Is that okay? I think that's everything I had on my little commercial break there. So this morning I want to speak on victory over problems. So that's the title of my message this morning, Victory Over Problems. So uh, I want, to, want us to look at a story from uh, the book of Luke. And, and this uh, Luke chapter 9 has got my attention lately and I keep um, being reminded of it, keep checking up on it and reading it again and, and finding more and more uh, points in it that have, have helped me. And I hope this morning that the message will help you in your current situation. But be, before we read uh, Luke chapter 9... Um, I want to um, uh, get straight to the point of, of my message this morning. And there's a thing that some, sometimes happens in ministry. Um, uh, and ministry is people serving God. So, so you might think, well, I'm not in ministry because I don't preach or I don't, don't lead anything. But whatever you do serving God is, is ministry. So um, there is a thing that we have these days, a, a bit of a thing that's called carer fatigue. Who's ever heard of that? Care fatigue is when someone uh, cares for, so, for other people or someone else and they, they do it so long for so often that, that they, get, they get worn down by it. They get fatigued, they get tired, they get, they get uh, over it. And, and ministry can do the same to you. 
So sometimes we can get to a place in, in the call, the ministry of God, where we get ministry fatigue, where it becomes a burden and a hassle that we just don't want anymore, that we don't enjoy. But um, uh, that, w- that wasn't in my notes. That's a, a bit of a free, uh, a free add-on for you this morning. But th- when, when it comes to that type of a, uh, attitude, when you get to that place, it's not a good place to be. So um, the thing that often happens, though, in ministry is that we try to solve problems for God. That when, when we see needs, when we see issues, when we see uh, problems around us in the ministry, in the church, that we somehow think, well, I have to fix this for you, God. We think it's our responsibility that we have to fix things for God. We have to fix people. Who's ever been in a situation where you're trying to fix somebody? My wife's been working on this one for uh, 27 years. She's getting close. She's getting close. Actually, she's not here. No, but she's having a 50th birthday soon. Don't tell me, don't tell her I told you, but I think it's next week. Big 5 I'll have to check my, check, check my diary. But yes, everybody, take, don't, don't, yeah, you can put that on the, on the thing. So, but the world is full of problems. The world, uh, now I, I looked up what problems mean. So we all know what problems mean, but in the dictionary it says a harmful, unwelcome situation. You ever had a harmful, unwelcome situation? That's what a problem is. It's there to harm you and you don't usually welcome them. You don't see a problem coming and say, hey, thank you, welcome, have some tea. But the, the thing that I want us to understand is God put the church in the world to bring change to problems and to make the earth a better place. That's why we're here, is to to make the world a better place, to bring change to problems. So I'm going to give you a disclaimer. This message is not about wanting stuff that you can't afford. Well, my problems, I just can't afford, you know, I just need more. You know, we're we're not at that level. That's not what this is going to be about. But I want to give you some stories that now I'm going to take you to, to the book of Numbers. Now, Moses, and I don't wish any disrespect to Moses at all, but there's some things that we can see from the, the, uh, uh, the, the ministry fatigue that he went through and how he responded to God. So Moses tried to solve problems for God. Numbers chapter 11, verse 13, it says, there's a problem in the camp of Israel, and he says, where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? What a question. So, Moses was getting complaints that there was no food, that there's no meat. People are hungry. Hungry people are cranky people. We call that hangry. You have to go and get a whopper when you're hangry. But Moses asked God the question, where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? Now here is the point. God was never expecting Moses to get meat for anybody. But sometimes we see the needs, we see the issues, we see the problems, and we're saying to God, well, what do you expect me to do about it? And that's the wrong question. So the, the, the story goes on that, that uh, God sends a miracle of quail. You know, quail, these little tiny birds, uh, but they're, they're, they're actually meaty. They're, you can eat them. And, and it says that thousands and millions of quail just, just covered the camp. And the people began to eat so many quail, they started stuffing their faces with the quail. They're just barbecuing quail and roasting quail and, 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 and cooking quail every way you can, satay quail, you name it, they've got it. 
And it says they ate so much meat, so much quail meat, it came out of their noses. That's why the Bible says, oh, oh, oh. It's the, I'm so full, it's even coming out of my nose now. That's called hangry with attitude. You know, something I have seen that happen. I, I experienced when I was at trade school, I was eating a meat pie and someone was telling a funny story and I started to laugh and literally meat came out of my nose. <clears throat> Sorry about that. But so it happens. We see problems, but we can't see solutions because of our limited resources, our limited abilities, and our limited capacity. And what we often make the mistake of doing is telling God the solution because we are living with the limits. We're living with the limitations. We can't see what God can do because we're just believing and seeing what we think we have to do. So I, I, I can't see the solution to this or that or whatever it is in, in the thing and the call of God that he has for us. But I was pulled up a while back um, by the Holy Spirit about, about what I would say often. And I would find myself saying, well, we, we can't do that. We can't go there uh, because we need to know our limitations. Have you heard me say, say this before? Uh, I've, I've preached about this before. Uh, that, that, that statement, we need to know our limitations. We need to, you know... We need to know what we can do, what we can't do, where our limits are. That sounds good. That sounds true, doesn't it? It sounds, it sounds reasonable. But I was discounting God's ability because I only saw through my limited perspective. I only saw through my limited little lens and I wasn't taking into consideration what God might want to do. And God doesn't want to do what, what fits into what we know we can do already. He wants to take us where we can't do. So now... I don't want to tell other people about knowing the limitations. I want to know the power of God for victory over the problem. I want to bring the power of God into the problem. Not my limited knowledge, not my limited capacity, not my limited uh, anything. I want to let the, the limitless power of God reach into that thing. So there was a time uh, when I was leading a youth group, when I was a youth pastor, and the church we were in started a project to build a youth hall. It was literally about, uh, they were extending the building by about a quarter of its size, building this fairly large youth hall. The problem was they, they got started, they built, they built the building, built the shell, but then ran out of money. And we, we couldn't finish the job. We couldn't, fill it. We couldn't do any of the, the, the fittings and things that we needed to make, to make it useful. So all it was was, was an empty shell of a building. Now, a girl in the youth group, her name was Jess. She, wouldn't, she would not have even been 20 years old at the stage. And she says, she, she starts talking to me and she's saying, you know what, why can't we finish the building? We need to finish. And I'm like, well, we've got no money. And, I, and I'm saying, sort of saying to God, well, what do you want me to do? I can't afford it. I can't do anything about it. I've got no money. The church has got no money. And she says, but she, so she, she keeps coming back. Why can't we finish the building? We need to, we need to raise money. And, and, and so she came up with a plan. I believe it was the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit was speaking to her. The Holy, the Holy Spirit was, was uh, urging her, being the one to be the catalyst to, to bring the change. She's just a young, young woman. So she came with a plan to raise the money. I'll tell you something. I was a youth pastor and I was skeptical. I was like, it's not going to work. I, we spoke to the senior pastor. He was reluctant. 
And we both had reasons why it wouldn't work. It was December, too close to Christmas. Um, no one's got money at this time of year. Um, people have already given what they were, what they were going to give. We've already raised funds for this project. And we got all that we're going to get out of people. But you know something? We, we said, okay, just do it. I'm thinking we had nothing to lose. We had nothing to play with. We had no money. We might as well give it a shot. And you know something? That was December. I think by we raised $20,000 out of that out of that uh, moment and we finished the project by February, we were in. But it took someone who didn't want to see the limitations but who saw faith, who listened to God and said, well, let's do something about this. So she was motivated by faith and had a plan from God and within weeks we were in the building, literally. And I just want to say, you know, we need to have Jesses all around us in our life that don't see the limitations, don't, don't live their life limited by the problems, but start saying, well, I believe in a limitless God. I believe that God can, can do something here. So we've got to focus on God's limitless provision and see what God can do and see victory over problems. Getting to Luke chapter 9 now, where I wanted to, to lead us to this morning. Luke chapter 9, verses 12 to 14. Now, the background, background to the story is Jesus has been teaching and he's been healing people, he's been ministering um, all day long, and it gets to um, this point in the afternoon. It says, late in the afternoon, the 12 disciples came to him and said, send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms so that they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote place. It's a bit like Moses' story. There's nothing to eat here. What are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to feed these people? Verse 13, but Jesus said, You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? For there were about 5,000 men there. So Jesus' disciples saw a problem. There's a whole crowd of people and no food. They focused on the problem. I want you to consider this. All 12 of them came to Jesus because they could see a problem. It wasn't one or two of them came, all 12 of them came. And sometimes we can see problems that everyone can see, that everybody knows. And so this is what they're seeing. This is a remote place. A lot lot of what Moses went through is in this story. This is a remote place. There's no food here. There's nowhere to stay. There's nowhere to sleep. There's no accommodation. Uh, And the disciples come up with a solution. Send them all away. Just get rid of the people. Problem solved. And their question to Jesus, are you expecting us to go and buy food for this whole crowd? The answer, the quick answer to that is no, Jesus wasn't. He wasn't expecting them to go and buy food for this whole crowd of people. They were, what they were doing was using human reasoning. There's too many people. There's not enough food. Send them away. Problem solved. And lots of people, there's lots of people, limited resources. That is where Jesus does miracles. When there's limited resources, no way, you know, no way in the natural, that's where Jesus wants to step into our situations and make miracles happen. I'm going to ask the musicians to come back and join me. But at the moment in the world, we have plenty of problems. The world is seeing harmful and unwanted circumstances. Perhaps that's affecting you in your workplace, affecting you in your life. 
we have ministry problems in the church all the time. And in this season, speaking about victory, we can turn our attention to Jesus. God is not expecting you to feed all these people or for you to send them away. Sometimes you think, well, there's, there's a challenge in church life, in church ministry. You might think, well, there's, there's not enough people to serve in our kids' areas. So we'll just, we'll just send the kids away. We'll say no more kids' church. Or we have, might have some other areas of, of uh, lack or want in our churches. And we start to say, well, you know what? We just won't do that anymore. But we, we need to resist the urge to do that and start saying, Jesus, we want to take what we have and let you do a miracle. I'm going to show you some things in a second. Um, Luke chapter 9 verse 14 and 15 Jesus replied tell the people to sit down in groups of about 50 each so the people all sat down Jesus took the five loaves and two fish looked up to heaven and blessed them then breaking the loaves into pieces he kept giving the bread and fish to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people they all ate as much as they wanted and afterwards the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers I want to give you three quick keys, but I'll be really quick, to victory over problems. That if we can apply to our situations, if we could apply this as a church, have a mindset, have a spirit as a church towards the areas that we don't do well or the areas we need to be better at, and we say, well, God, we're going to be part of the solution. We're going to believe for these things. The first key that Jesus said there, tell the people to sit down. Sit message I think for people today is to stay put the thing I want you to see is Jesus organized the people into groups he said tell them to sit in groups of 50 Jesus organized it if you want to be part of miracles in your life be part of a group know where you belong know where to sit know who you're sitting with so we don't know enough about the spiritual power in belonging but I want to encourage you sit where you belong Sit where God wants you to be. Sit where Jesus tells you to sit. So we often face problems in isolation, but God's plan is to face them together, is to face them with other people. So that I believe church should not be a loose connection in your life. Church should not be just, a, just an option, just something, well, I think I could make it this week. Well, I think I can't. No, no, no. You need to sit in the house of God with with the others, the people who, who Jesus put around you. There's some power in it. And I, I can't, I don't have time this morning to, to explain or go through the detail of what, the, what that power is that comes to you when you know the place to sit and you know who to sit with. It's called the church. It's called belonging. It's called power of God is able to flow through into miracles when you know where to sit. The second key is give God what you have. When you bring God what you have, He can extend it. When you keep it to yourself, you'll lose it. Said they had five loaves and two fish. In my maths, that's already not enough. That's already not enough. So basically, they've got nothing to lose. They've got nothing to lose. You already don't have enough anyway. So you might as well give it to Jesus and see what He can do with it. So Matthew 25 verse 29 it says, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. So the principle here is when you only have a bit, if you've only got a bit, let Jesus have that bit. 
So you might be thinking, but I'm time poor. If you just have an hour, give Jesus an hour. If you only have, you know, only have something small, you say, well, Jesus, I'm going to give you that small bit. You've got nothing else. You've got nothing to lose by giving Jesus what you've got. So the principle is when you only got a bit, let Jesus have it. Jesus blessed the little bit. He broke it and kept breaking it. And it turned into more than enough. It says that 12 basketfuls were collected from five. Everybody ate their fill and there were still 12 baskets left over. That's enough for each disciple to take a basket home. That's awesome. I'll be in that crowd. Number three, be the servant. Jesus kept giving. Jesus kept giving the bread and fish to the disciples. You be the agent of God and be the agent that that brings blessing to others. Jesus kept giving and the, the disciples kept distributing. Jesus uses people to help people. Jesus uses people to help people in their problems. Let Jesus use you. Be a willing disciple. Be a servant. God is not expecting us to buy enough food to feed the crowd. It's not up to us to worry about that. He is seeking those who will obey Him. He's seeking those who will take His word and say, well, I'll do that. Victory over problems is not what you have. It's what Jesus will do with it. And that's the, the, the main key point of my message this morning. Victory over problems is not what you have. It's what Jesus will do with it. So before we move on, I think it would be good to give ourselves afresh to Jesus, to be willing disciples. Uh, if you have problems that are too big for you, we want to we want to do a prayer and we'll pray for those things. But but uh, why don't we just stand for, for a sec and we're going we're gonna, to, I'm going to pray. Then we're going to sing this song. And the words are powerful in this song that um, can bring a release of faith, bring a release of confidence in the, the purpose and plan of God over your problems right now. So I, I want to, I want to pray for people that have, that have struggled to sit, that have struggled to connect, who have struggled to find their place where Jesus has positioned them. And sometimes it's not a lack of Jesus saying, well, just sit. It's like, no, but I don't want to sit there. I don't want to sit with them. But there's power when you sit in the right places with the right people that Jesus has commissioned you to be with. Maybe you need to give God what you have. You might be thinking, but I, I'm not, I don't have very much. But you know, that little bit you have may be powerful to change the life of a little kid in kids' church. Because you might think, well, I don't have a lot of time. But you, you might say, well, I'm going to give some time to God on, on Sundays and serve in, in an area of church life. I don't know, but it doesn't matter how significant it is. If you say, I'm going to serve God with this, it will have a powerful impact. What's the third key there? Um, give, God, give God what you have and be the servant. Be the one that says, Jesus, I'll be the servant that distributes your blessing to the world. Distributes your blessing to other people. That, that's Some of it is distributed in church and a lot is distributed in the world. Say, Jesus, I want to be a servant that does both. I want to be in your, I want to be in your plan to help change the world. So, why don't we just respond to God wherever you, you're fitting in, those, in that prayer. I want to pray. And then, then we're going to sing together. And then I'm going to give people opportunity who don't know Jesus to ask Jesus into their heart. So we'll do that at the very end. So Lord Jesus, I just pray right now. If you need to receive something from God, just uh, indicate to Him, talk to Him while I pray and receive something from Him. Lord, I pray today. Lord, for your people in this place who need to sit. 
Lord, that, that need to know how to uh, belong in the house of God. Maybe there's been blockages. Maybe there's been reasons. Maybe there's been hurt. But I just pray today that we may sit again in the, 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 the fellowship of the church in the group that, that you've placed us in. Lord, I pray for those that, that, you've, that, that have things that you, need to, that you need to take, that we want to give what we have. And Lord, when we give the little bit, then you extend that. I pray, Lord, for supernatural extending in our lives, in our ministries, in what we have. And Lord, I pray, let us be servants. Father, we, we want to serve you in the, in the church, in the house of God. We want to serve you in the world. We want to serve you in the community. We want to serve you in our families. So Lord, I just pray today, may we be servants this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. And now what we're going to do is we're going to pray this song. And I want you to uh, confess as you sing that, uh, there's, that there's nothing better than Jesus, nothing better than Him right now. And when you submit yourself to His plan, His way, then life takes on a whole new power. So let's sing together. What you've just done right now is you've, you've made a confession to God that He's the only one who can turn your problems around. And I, wanna, I want you to, to take that with you when you leave this morning to say, God, you can. God, you can. You can turn these problems around. And uh, hopefully you can uh, adapt some of those points I gave you this morning and make them part of your, your life and see those problems being uh, dealt with in a godly, practical way. So this morning, I want to give people an opportunity if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Jesus came, as uh, Pastor Michael shared so well this morning in the communion, to give his life as a sacrifice for our sin, for our, for our wrongdoings. And if we put our faith and trust in Him, He is able to forgive our sins and replace our sin with His righteousness. And so we do that by, by making a confession of our faith. We've got a, a, a prayer that we'd love you to pray with us this morning. Now I know what we often do. I just want us to pray this together. You don't have to repeat after me. That sort of sounds a little bit weird. But um, if you've never prayed this kind of prayer before and you want to ask Jesus to be uh, your Savior, you want to be a Christian, you want to be born again, then if you pray this prayer and believe it, I'd like you to talk to me afterwards and, and like, like to give you some more information and help you on that journey. But we're going to pray this together. And I know it has power. Some people debate whether th these are, are the right things to do or not. You know something? If I don't know something very well, I like to have someone help me. I like to have a coach coach me along. And this is just what it is. It's just making it easier for people to enter into their journey and their relationship with Jesus. So let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So if you have prayed that prayer for the first time, I'd love to have a chat with you and encourage you on that. And uh, you know, the, the Bible makes it very clear that when we do that, the old life is gone and a new life has begun. So we start a whole new life journey of faith with Jesus. God bless your church. It's been great to see you here this morning.